Welcome to the Put a Smile on Your Future podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And we're on a mission to find out why studying dentistry, dental hygiene and therapy and becoming a healthcare professional is an amazing and worthwhile career choice. In this episode, we'll be listening to Professor Nicola Innes and Professor Ivor Chestnut chatting about their fascinating careers in dentistry and how they've put a smile on their future and others. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Ivor Chestnut and I'm the clinical director uh, of the University Dental Hospital and professor in dental public health at Cardiff University. And I'm joined this afternoon by my colleague, uh, Professor Nicola Innes. And Nicola, your role? Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Nicola Innes, the head of school here at Cardiff University and Professor of Paediatric Dentistry, honorary consultant. So Nicola, we've been asked to think about um, our role as dentists and the journey that we've got where um, certainly myself, I'm nearer the end than the beginning of my uh, life as a dentist. Um, but if we go right back to the very beginning, um, why, why did you choose to do dentistry and choose dentistry as a career? <laughs> I, well, I didn't choose dentistry when I left school. I left school not knowing what I wanted to do. And um, my mother had been a nurse. Uh, so I decided that because I couldn't think of anything better, I would try and go into nursing. So I, and I did, I managed that and uh, became a registered general nurse working in Edinburgh. Um, and along that way, I met some absolutely amazing teachers. So people that taught me how to care for patients who were very ill and who had different problems and difficulties in their lives and how to really genuinely look after people um, and assess them. And I did at some point it occurred to me that if you want to do a lot of good for people you can do it yourself one-to-one but if you wanted to kind of have a bigger impact you could teach other people the way I had been taught by some really outstanding and um, people who really made an impression on me and that way you could almost cascade things a little bit more so I decided I'd be a teacher in nursing and to do that uh, you had to have a degree and of course I didn't have a degree at that time I'd just done a registered general nurse training Uh, so I went to evening school one day a week, well, I went to, I actually did a part-time degree, one day a week, studied biochemistry, physiology, microbiology, and immunology at uh, the College of Napier in Edinburgh, which is now a university. Qualified, or, or gained that degree, astonishingly, and um, then decided that actually, having done all that, I really quite liked science and I was quite interested and maybe wanted to go to university. Um, I didn't really want to do medicine, so I thought, well, what's the, what else can you do that looks after people? and is a bit sciencey, and I was also a little bit arty, so um, I, I had a friend who was a dentist, and I thought, that looks quite good fun, I'll try that. Somehow uh, managed to get an interview at Dundee University in those days. It was a very different process to now, and uh, because I was, they viewed me as a postgraduate, I was viewed as quite a good bet to get in. Got into dentistry that way, so really, really convoluted pathway to get in. I wonder, Ivor, was yours just as convoluted or a little bit more traditional? No, no, it was rather uh, more straightforward in that um, I was thinking, what would I do for a career? And I, I liked um, kind of biology and science, and those were the um, kind of A-levels that I was taking. And, and at that time, I had quite a lot of dental treatment myself in my kind of middle and late teens. And I had a very kind and caring family dentist. 
And um, it struck me at that, that time that that would be, uh, you know, a, a challenging and interesting uh, career and something that I would quite like to do. And so that's what kind of put me in the frame of mind to think about dentistry. And what do you enjoy most about your career then? Has it lived up to those expectations? Well, um, when I qualified, I um, I worked in hospital dentistry um, for a, a little while. And then I had a rather a fortunate uh, opportunity arose to um, work for uh, one of the large industrial companies uh, doing uh, clinical trials. And I was involved uh, in that stage and was then the largest ever clinical trial of the effectiveness of fluoride toothpaste. And that provided me with an opportunity to do a PhD and opened up the pathway to a career in academic dentistry um, and on into public health. So what I enjoy about the job that I have is the variety that offers in that no two days are the same for me. Um, I still work in the university and that allows me to be uh, kind of uh, teach and be in contact with, with students. Um, and um, every day is a challenge. Um, and I still have the opportunity, although I now hold a senior management role, to have kind of lots of interaction with um, students, patients and the colleagues. That sounds really nice. I think for me as well, the, the variety that academia offers is nice. And when I started off my dental career, I didn't imagine that I would end up being an academic. I had set my sights on being a general dental practitioner and uh, really spent, I think it was about seven years in general practice in a small place called Carnoustie in Scotland, mostly known for its golf. Um, really loved treating patients there. But again, that idea of being able to teach came back to me. And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy most about my career, being able to teach, but still treat patients. And of course, uh, an incredible amount of satisfaction from being able to change practice through undertaking research. And like yourself, uh, my PhD almost fell at my feet because I discovered when I was working in practice that the children's dentistry that was carried out, and this wasn't just yesterday, it was a number of years ago that shall remain unspecified, um, discovered that the children's dentistry delivered in the, the very nice multi-practitioner practice that I worked in was really not of the same standard as the adult dentistry. I was absolutely intrigued by why that was, and that kind of led me to undertake a PhD looking at a different way of managing children's teeth, and an interest then in cariology arose out of that and some other clinical trials. And since then, you know, we've changed a little bit about what we do with children's dentistry in a number of countries across the world. So that, that really a little bit like my whole career in dentistry was happenstance. And I think one thing that I would say to people who are listening to the, the podcast, if they're thinking of a career in dentistry, is that variety and variability that you and I have kind of mm. demonstrated through our careers is uh, something that's one of the most attractive things about dentistry. There really is a varied opportunity to go into practice, to go into private practice, general practice, community practice, specialist practice, academia, do research, train students, train postgraduates. They're not, you know, the, the range is huge. And I, th I think that's, that's absolutely right. And one of the things that when people are thinking about a career in dentistry, 
it's sometimes not particularly obvious as to all the various branches of dentistry that exist or that you can enter or uh, can um, experience, you know, most people um, at the time when they're applying to come to university, but usually only have experience of dentistry in terms of visiting their own family dentist and perhaps don't realise all of the various opportunities that there are um, in addition to working um, as, as a general dental practitioner. So um, have you faced any particular challenges in your career as you've gone through? Well, uh, still in the midst of a COVID pandemic and managing a large dental hospital over the last two years, that's obviously got to be the most um, kind of obvious uh, challenge that there's been recently. Um, uh, and, you know, remembering back to the early days of the pandemic and thinking about how we would uh, look after the students, thinking about how we would um, organise dental care for the population in Cardiff in the Vale, a time which we uh, were very uncertain in the early days of the pandemic as to what lay ahead and in ensuring that we could still provide access to dental care at the time of a global emergency it was certainly a challenge, um, but one that working with uh, colleagues, um, we were able to, um, you know, overcome the challenges and to, uh, you know, ensure that we were able to continue the students' education and to uh, provide dental care in a way that was safe uh, for um, patients and for students and for staff. The, the issue really is, you know, at this stage speaking, um, as we start to hopefully come towards the end of the acute phase of the pandemic anyhow, is, is how we re-establish services. And so that's certainly proven a challenge at this stage. Um, earlier in my career challenges, well, I think if you're uh, pursuing an academic career, there are obviously various hurdles and challenges to be overcome along the way in terms of exams and further training. But I would say they were enjoyable challenges rather than, than hurdles or anything that was you know, particularly difficult to cope with. Yeah, I what, mean- what, what, what about you? I mean, just- Well, you, I feel asking you about your biggest challenge at work, the pandemic was obviously one facing <laughs> It maybe seems a bit of a daft question, but yeah, I think uh, that, that notwithstanding, I think earlier in my career probably the biggest challenge was that nobody in my family had ever gone to university um, on either side anywhere before uh, m uh, my siblings and I went. Uh, although I'm the oldest in my family, it was actually my younger brother who went first because of my convoluted pathway. Uh, and that I don't know that it even felt like a challenge because it wasn't ever on, on the cards for any of us. We just never thought that we would ever go to university and then kind of we all sort of stumbled into it one after another so I suppose really I think a challenge maybe that faces people is that idea that you, you have, nobody's done it before or nobody you know or, or whatnot but these things are all possibilities and there are different ways of getting to where you want to go if you decide you, you want to take a certain different a certain route um, so that was a challenge I suppose the other challenge was um, yeah moving to Cardiff uh, something that I was lucky enough to be able to do, unfortunately, mid-pandemic, that presented a number of difficulties because, like everybody, 
we were all staying apart. Uh, so I was staying apart from uh, everybody in the building. It was really difficult to get to know staff and students. But the one thing that occurs to me about Cardiff, and it very similar to Dundee where I was before, is that it's very much like a family. It's very much um, a joined up approach to trying to manage a hospital and a school, which is, that's very refreshing for me. But the students made me very welcome. The staff made me very welcome, and that was even in the face of you know huge adversity in terms of not socialising and and being together. So you know I'm I I'm, I think if anybody ever asks me about Cardiff or when they do, I always say that it is one of the most welcoming places I think you could ever go. Yeah, I think that's true, Nicola. And I've lived in Cardiff for 22 years now since I came here, uh, having worked in Scotland in the early part of my career as well. And it's a fantastic city to live in. It's got everything you would want from a capital city but still has the sort of kind of feeling of a big town. So that's that's definitely true. Uh, if there is anyone listening to this uh, podcast who hasn't had a family member go to university, you know, do not let that be an intimidation opt for you at all. Uh, no one in my family had been to university either. Um, and so, you know, I think if you're listening to this, you can see from Nicola, and I that it's possible mm -hmm. to come from a background where uh, you haven't worked or had not, no relations working in uh, uh, the healthcare professions and still get to, uh, you know, kind of to, uh, have a good career in dentistry. Uh, of course, an important aspect, uh, Nicola, is having a healthy work-life balance. Um, now, um, you know, what for someone coming into dentistry, uh, do you think is, is because I know that young people these days, uh, you know, there is more to life than work. What do you think dentistry offers in terms of work-life balance uh, as someone choosing dentistry as a career? That's a really good question. And um, I have, I suppose people often say to, say to me, you know, how did you, how did you manage your career when you had children? I've got four children who are the youngest of whom is 13 now. But I, I'm, I do also say that I've got a dog who's usually much more welcoming to me when I get home at night than <laughs> children. Um, I hope the children don't listen to this. I don't mean it if they are. So um, I, having had four children as I went through my career, it was definitely a little bit of a, a juggling act at times. But I think the one thing that dentistry does offer you, uh, and, you know, academic, I was in general practice for seven years, had uh, three of two and a half of my children while I was in general practice and the others while I was in academia. Both sides uh, really offer a degree of flexibility. So you can vary your working hours, you can um, squeeze things up and expand them out to fit around school times and um, childcare issues. And it meant that I could often be from both parts of when I was in practice and when I was in academia, I could make some of the things that perhaps other working parents couldn't make, which was, you know, like uh, the Christmas pantomime thing that the, the kids always do and all that kind of stuff so you know I was always able to sort of duck and dive around about that a little bit which I think was was helpful um, and I didn't really appreciate quite how flexible dentistry was I think until I spoke to some of the other people that were working full-time in different professions. Hmm. What about you what about your uh, work-life balance? Yes no I think you're, you're absolutely right first you know someone coming into the profession there are um, we've said lots of avenues that you can go down in dentistry and you can certainly choose to 
work um, on a on a part time basis if that's what suits with your your lifestyle. Um, and and I think you know probably more than in any of the other healthcare professions in dentistry, your control in c- control of how much or how little time you choose to work, and. Um, you know, you're, you're not tied with shift patterns and so forth that perhaps apply if you're working in other areas of healthcare. So that's definitely an advantage in dentistry. Yeah, and I think it's not just with regards to family. I had a, a chap, a very big, tall, huge Northern Irish chap who was in my year at university, Tony McQuirter, who worked part-time from when he left dental school and was a semi-professional rugby player. So, you know, it, it lets you do things like that as well, really focus on what you want but still have a career you can always have. So um, Ira you mentioned Covid a little while ago and um, it, thinking about us coming out of that acute phase of the pandemic as you, you described it quite nicely I guess there's two questions that I'd like to ask you about that. What do you think of the lasting impact that Covid will have and where do you think dentistry will be going in 10 years, 20 years or even 50 years time? Well, I think COVID uh, is something that we'll have to learn to live with, um, that it will, in due course, as the scientists tell us, just become you know, another endemic infection. And as uh, people develop immunity to it and have their uh, vaccinations, uh, hopefully the, the, the dreadful impact that it's had on uh, the health and welfare of the uh, population will, will diminish. Dentistry is well used to challenges um, particularly challenges for, from an infectious disease nature. And, you know, in the course of my career, there's been other challenges come along in terms of bloodborne viruses. Um, and so um, I don't think that, you know, we, we just modify what we do uh, in terms of uh, what's necessary to keep uh, everyone safe. So I think we'll get used to that. And in the long term, that, that it will just be, uh, you know, maybe that for the foreseeable future, when we're doing procedures that generate an aerosol, uh, we will have to wear um, uh, respiratory protection. But when I started off, um, dentists didn't wear gloves routinely. Uh, now we do wear gloves routinely, and you know that wearing the respirators will just be uh, the same. In terms of in the future, well, as a professor in dental public health, you know, it's always my hope that oral health will improve as we go forward. It's improved immensely in the last 30 years uh, following the introduction of fluoride toothpaste. We still unfortunately have have a great imbalance in terms of uh, deprivation. So we have to hope that we would hope that levelling up, which seems to be in the um, politicians' agenda these days, would also result in a levelling up of people's experience of oral disease. Um, in the course of my career, there's been tremendous advances in the materials and the equipment that dentists have available to them. And I think, you know, over the next 10 years, uh, we'll see advances in digital dentistry, um, perhaps less invasive treatments um, and, uh, you know, new materials. Um, and when I started off, it was necessary to um, drill rather large holes in teeth to put fillings in. And now materials are such that, you know, a, a much smaller, less invasive cavity and a, a material that actually sticks chemically and physically to the tooth 
is now available. So that's, you know, those are the kind of incremental steps that we'll see hopefully happening. Yeah, so um, as we come towards the, the end of our, our conversation, uh, Nicola, what advice do you think you would give to a young person considering a career in dentistry? Uh, well, I think, I, not biased at all, but I think it's probably the best career uh, choice you could ever make, to be quite honest. I think there's so many opportunities to go into, you know, even non-clinical work, if you discovered after you'd come into it that really uh, you didn't like working with patients or, or something like that, you could go into some of the aspects that you can change oral health for bigger people like populations like yourself or clinical oral microbiology, oral pathology, specialties such as that. But even within the, the clinical side of dentistry, there are such huge opportunities Pediatric dentistry, which of course is the best thing to go into, um, orthodontics, uh, surgical dentistry. I mean, there's a myriad of them. We've got many, many choices that people can make where they're allowed to really focus on one particular area and develop those skills to such an extent that they become, you know, just an absolute expert in their area. Um, yeah, so I think that together with the flexibility, so the options, the choices, and the flexibility really for me. Uh, make it a great career and that that ability to combine as I said earlier art and science and with art I don't just mean the artistry of things that you do with your hands in somebody's mouth which is you know, it's incredibly intricate but also the art of dealing with people managing people caring for them and keeping that fresh but yeah top career choice yeah. what about you what advice would you have for any young no, I, I mean, about it? you know clearly um, the purpose of this podcast is to encourage people to have a career in dentistry and, you know, genuinely, um, I, you know, I have enjoyed it. If I was uh, um, making the choice again, would I choose dentistry again? Well, if you were lucky to have two lives, then I might choose something different just to try something different. But if I had to make the choice to do dentistry again, then definitely that wouldn't be any hardship. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast because you think dentistry might be for you, then for sure, um, I would say, you know, do your homework, read a little bit more, get yourself well prepared for your MMIs and think about your carefully your admission process to dental school because it is competitive. Uh, but with a little bit of preparation and forethought and getting some experience, uh, then sure, definitely apply to dental school and apply to Cardiff. So finally, Ivor, in what way do you think a career in dentistry has put a smile on your future? A smile on your future? Well, um, I think, you know, you, you can have a good life as a, 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 denture, as a, denture, as a dentist, um, hopefully without having to have dentures in the future. Um, they, what, what, what dentistry has allowed me um, is to travel around the world and had I thought um, when I was applying to dental school that I would be able to, through my work, uh, visit every continent in the world except Antarctica, um, that, uh, you know, that's still on my agenda for the future to get to Antarctica, but um, I think that'll have to be outside of work. Uh, but, uh, you know, that is, it's a career that does uh, reward you well uh, and make sure that you do have a secure uh, future and as I come towards the end of my career um, as a dentist um, 
yeah, definitely I'll have lots to look back and smile on, as well as looking forward and smiling. Yeah, you're not that near the end. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the thing that's put a smile on my future, I suppose, is or the way dentistry has, is really that ability to make a bit of a difference to people's lives. So it's such a, so many different levels. Like yourself, I've really enjoyed travelling and learning more about how other people deliver oral health care in their countries. But the fact that you can care for patients yourself, you can immediately get somebody out of pain, usually, uh, which is there aren't many medical careers that you can do that. Um, so being able to care one-to-one, -one, being able to then teach students to look after patients as well, and then, you know, to be able to make it, make changes to the profession itself through research and policy change, I think, yeah, definitely put a smile on my future. Also near the end of my career, but equally not as near. Uh, we're both not that near. <laughs> well, it was really nice talking to you about these things this afternoon. Thanks. Thanks, Angela. A big thank you to our guests. We found that so helpful and hope you did too. If you need to find more information on the topics raised today, you can visit our website at www.cardiff.ac.uk forward slash dentistry.